Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Showing Up Whole, the place where we discuss balance in mind, body, heart, and spirit. Today, I want to discuss flow, an interesting space, an interesting word. Let's explore how to embrace it, even in the busiest time of your lives. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. An interesting kind of, um, an interesting word always pops up in my work. It, it never fails that somewhere along the line, flow ends up being discussed. It's like, I need to go with the flow. Well, just, just try to go with the flow. Or how do I trust the flow? Sometimes in my Facebook group, we, um, on Mondays, we always do intention setting. And sometimes people will post, I just want to feel flow. And it really leads you to ask, what exactly is flow? How do you actually feel in flow? What does that even really mean? It's not really an emotional experience. And yet, perhaps it's one of the most enhanced emotional experiences that we can have. I think the best way to dive into the concept of flow, which, um, I mean, you might, you might hear it being associated with divine feminine flow. Uh, there's my father is often um, quoted as being into, you know, just go with the flow. Um, there's this this rather Taoist concept of the flow of life. How do you listen to that stream of life, that that endless flow of life that carries you to where you want to go? Let's let's just ride with that image for a few minutes. Let's just kind of let's just kind of dive deep. <laughs> Even there, that's kind of diving into it, isn't it? Let's dive deep into the flow of life and actually look at what that really feels like and how you can really embrace that. I think the best description of embracing flow or understanding the flow of life is through Abram Hicks, um, the the channeled speakers uh, who who really explain it as life, the universe, is an endless flow of energy that carries you in the direction of your calling. Uh, they might not use calling, but that's really what it is. That over life, you pick up um, various things that you like and what you don't like. And as you experience what you like and what you don't like, the universe hears what you like. When you know what you don't like, you know what you do like. So therefore, when you, your spirit hears or feels or senses the vibration of what you do like, that becomes part of the flow and is where you are being carried to. So the image of flow uh, via Abraham Hicks would be you in a boat. You in a boat along the flow of this stream of life. And that boat is being carried from the universe, from your spiritual team, from your source, from God, from your angels, whatever you want to see that as, you're being carried along this flow of life. And yet somewhere deep in our human programming, somewhere along the line of generation and generation of being told that life is a struggle or life has to be hard, we get it into our sense of being into our minds that we need to work in order to get downstream. So we turn our boat around and we start paddling upstream. And so 
you get into this bit of a stagnation of upstream downstream as you try to paddle up and the universe is encouraging you gently to flow down. Going with the flow has a tendency to be read as mm, just surrendering. But in fact, it's actually just releasing the oars, pulling them back in the boat, and trusting. Making the definitive intention and decision to allow. I mentioned that this was often related to divine feminine focus. And the reason why that is, is because we, you, each person is divided up into both physical, uh, both masculine and feminine energies. And these really need to be balanced out. But over time, we have definitely been um, imbalanced and encouraged to put more of our attention behind masculine energy focuses. Masculine energy is that pushing, that action-focused, that determination, that accomplished energy. It's the goal-setting. It's the must-push-forward energy that inspires, really, a very human experience. Feminine energy is more about that spiraling flow. Huh, there's that word. It's all about allowing, about being, about trusting. It's the faith energy. It's the allowing energy. It's the being energy. And perhaps even more so, it's the listening energy. The balance between the two of these means that there you are in the boat, Oars pulled in, flowing down the stream of life, knowing that with your clear intention of what you, the frequency of what you want, knowing that the universe has heard all and you are being carried in that direction. And then all of a sudden in that flow, you'll have an inspired action. We're in a co-creation, a, a dance with the universe, a, a spiritual back and forth. And occasionally you will be inspired to take a step. And that step might feel a little outside your comfort zone, but you know it feels so right with you. And sometimes we can get caught up in embracing the flow that it can almost feel like it's best to just not do anything. It's like, just, just don't do anything. Just visualize and just be. But in truth, that's, that's a little bit of a, um, a disengagement of this human experience. Because the human experience loves the enthusiasm and enthrallment and the engagement of life. And sometimes that takes showing up in that. So in the showing up of that action, when you get that inspired action, it is a empowered enthusiasm, and blissful state of being because you are embracing the flow, embracing the energy of the universe and working with it. Your whole self 
is showing up in this co-creation. But action without trusting that flow, without listening, just becomes random stabs in the dark. It it comes into uh, a sense of just doing what you think you should do. It will be laden with a lot of limiting beliefs. It will be thrown in with what other people have told you is the right path to do. And whether this is a business-related or parenting-related or even society-based, when you take a step away from flow, when you actually start paddling up that stream, you're going to notice it emotionally. It's really important to, to start feeling this within you. So often, um, when, when you aren't used to working in a flow state, it, it ends up being way overthought. So just take a moment to kind of give a quick scan of where your energy is. Are, are you really caught in your head at the moment? Is it feeling really trafficy? Are you thinking about a lot of different things that need to be done? Um, is your to-do list growing? Is it a question of, of pushing for something that you know you need? And then take a moment to drop into your heart space. So from your heart space then, can you feel the desire of flow? Okay, and I can literally feel you going, yeah, but Christina, some of these things really need to get done. How do we do the things that need to get done? Uh, if we're just going to kind of let flow take care of it. And all right, a couple of little examples of how this works. And and. I'll be honest, my, all of my children have been raised with the idea of upstream, downstream. And that's how they observe the experiences in their lives. So, for instance, um, my daughters uh, were eager to go to a convention. Uh, they like to go to these comic cons where they dress up in cosplay and they do all these things. And they're really excited to have bought tickets for this one. Um, and then all of a sudden they watched as they became aware of a few steps. Suddenly tickets were more expensive to take the train than they thought they were going to be. Suddenly there were different restrictions coming in place that they were going to have to look into. Suddenly they realized that costumes were going to get awkward. And they looked at different things and they went, oh, I don't know if we can go. Suddenly it seems really upstream. And the the train tickets being most expensive was probably the thing that was really, really clinching it for them. And my husband and I talked about it and we said, well, could we drive them in? And that's our usual process of driving them in. And we looked at how it felt and we went, no, for some reason that doesn't feel like the right option for us to do. And for some reason something feels upstream and we don't want to help them push through that in order to get what they think they want. Uh, this has been a years and a process of years and years because really so often we have fallen into the thing of pushing for what we think everyone wants. And then everyone's had a horrible time. So they've wasted money. They've been upset. 
people have gotten hurt feelings or even hurt physically and things have just fallen apart. So the concept of what's upstream, what's downstream, what's upstream, what's downstream has become an ingrained process for my entire family. And at first, passing this on to my kids was really, really difficult because it was a it was a question of them being disappointed. And we don't like to disappoint our children. But when you actually have to look at them and go, I'm sorry, something feels really forced and this doesn't feel like a good choice. We need to go more downstream. Um, at first, they can, they can, will not believe you, honestly. <laughs> at first, they look at you as though you've lost your mind. And they're like, but it doesn't make any sense. What's the problem here? And you have to, sometimes you actually have to go, well, okay, maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth just going upstream and seeing what happens. And then observing it and helping them experience that. And then if your instincts are really going, no, this is way too upstream, then you guide it over to something that feels more in flow and feels better. And you talk about the emotional experiences of how that feels. You are also allowed, and I mean, I know we're headed into parenting and that's not really what this podcast was completely about, but it's what everything is. It's all connected, isn't it? You can always create a pause with your kids and say, I'm not sure yet. I have to see how things feel. We have to tune in to how this feels. I'll be honest. My daughters were sitting at the breakfast table today and they said, actually, we found some different tickets popped up. Someone let us know there's, there's cheaper tickets. And we were like, well, that actually seems quite easy. You know, we could drive you to the train station. It's a different one. So we could do that. That could be easy. And all I told them was, check your heart, see how it feels. Let us know if it feels more downstream. It can sometimes be a little bit of a, a navigation. It can be a little bit of a journey. Sometimes you could have things that you might want to really complain about. You know, sometimes um, you might receive something in, in the mail, something that you've ordered, and it wasn't quite as you wanted. And you just want to lash out and be contact people and say, oh, I can't believe that this isn't what it was. And you listen to your heart and you're like, this is so not a big deal. It's not worth my heart space. I'm going to just go downstream and it's all good. I just won't order from there again. Sometimes you can be asked to do things from other people. And when it flows, it flows. When you know that it is so aligned to who you want to be, you find that it just clicks into place. And then other times it just stumbles and feels hard. Over on my website, Spiritually Aware Parenting, my tagline is, has been for quite a number of years now, actually. Um, but it's simply, it doesn't have to be hard to be yourself. And I really, I often remind myself of that as well, because really, if it's hard, if something's really hard, it's important to actually pause and say, is that just because it's upstream? Is this not what I'm meant to be? Now, let's let's put a huge disclaimer on that. If you're losing your temper all the time and screaming and shouting, and you are attempting to change your patterns of how you want to be um, and change those neural pathways, that can be hard. 
Um, so it's not a question of, oh, it's just too hard to change my mindset. Forget it. I'm just going to go downstream. No. Because the mindset, the anger, that buildup of energy that helps you explode is part of already going upstream. The neural pathways are, res- are, are responding to patterns of moving upstream. So you actually have to release and go, okay, so what is hard in the first place? Where am I missing the flow? Sometimes I can, I, I'll be working with clients and we'll find that, that it's just the smallest thing that will all of a sudden, a smallest habit that their kids might have. It could be anything from, um, a great example is, is the electronic toys. I was talking to someone about this the other day, you know, electronic toys that the, the, the decibels that those toys can sometimes hit can grate on a person's nerves. And a parent can work on, oh, you know, how do you get over the noise of the toys? How do you um, shift your mindset so that you don't feel triggered whenever you hear all this, this head traffic and noise traffic? Um, how do you uh, create some peace in your house when your kids love these things so much? And I think we've all had experiences. I mean, I know that they used to come into my house and then the batteries would start draining out and then all the voices would go really weird and I'd have all these strange noises and I'd be hiding them in closets and things. So upstream, downstream in this story, right? You you go, well, the upstream version actually is trying to navigate and push through what your heart is telling you. You working on the temper is actually creating more of um, resistance. So my recommendation is usually bring in some other things, bring in things that feel good to you. Um, Make sure that there's lots of crafts or some things that you can do with your children together. Um, Slowly, you know, the, the batteries can can be removed. It's a simple solution and, and, or they lose charge and then they get put away in a drawer somewhere and they just stop being so activated in your attention. And then you put more attention behind things that are creative and in flow and playful and your children get to pick up on that and they get excited, you know, uh, even things like sticker books or things like coloring when they're doing them in a certain way or some of the more inventive things that are about creativity rather than boom, boom, boom. Those things are our actions of flow. It might feel like more of a push to go out and find the other toys, but when you look in within your heart and you feel the resistance and the frustration and the pressure to try to change what's triggering you, if you take a step away and you listen deep to the flow within your heart, you're going to find that other solutions pop up which will create a more flowing downstream version of your life for everyone. Give yourself permission to trust your heart. Give yourself permission to practice a habit of listening to your own inner flow. When you start feeling uptight or stressed, Ask yourself, am I going upstream or downstream? Um, 
one last version part, part that this shows up in my life. I mean, honestly, if I'm currently, I'm, I'm, I've got my notebooks in front of me and I'm looking at, you know, November and December and the different things I'm planning and making sure that I've got the intention setting workshop at the end of December. Cause I always love doing my new year's intentions with, with my community. So making sure that that's being put in place, looking at how my breathing space membership is flowing, looking at how these different things, all these pieces of the work I do are coming together. And I had this great idea of something for December. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. And I was getting just excited about it. And then all of a sudden I looked at the pieces of the puzzle and I went, oh, no, that's feeling slightly tight. It's feeling a little upstream. And so I held it out to the universe and I said, okay, so if I, I want to do something like this, but this version is too much, what's the downstream version? And of course I was in the shower because that's where flow works the best. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget your sacral chakra is your space of flow. It's the balance between your masculine and your feminine energy. So within that space, when that's activated when you're around water. So, you know, in the shower, that's why you get all your best inspiration because you are in a state of flow and then you get inspired for your divine masculine action focus. So if that, you know, all of a sudden it was okay practice this version. And I came down, I was like, oh, that feels so much better. It feels so much more open and so much more exciting and, and also easy. This is easy. So, I mean, watch this space because I'm going to be doing some fun, exciting things and easy things in December where there's going to be like videos to help you align to your end of year and your celebration space and how to create presence and not just presence, <laughs> but presence within yourself and how to create joy and the feelings you want to feel in the new year. It's like one of my very favorite things to be working on this time of year. And, and I will tell you, often I've been working so upstream to try to create that, that I've missed the boat. So, all of that to say, what's downstream? What's in your flow? What feels good? What feels easy? You're headed into a busy time of year. You are allowed to look at a, a to-do list or a gift list or a Christmas card list. And you're allowed to say, hmm, does this feel downstream or does this feel upstream? Am I looking forward to doing this? Do I get excited? Or is this something that feels hard? And you're allowed I give you permission to let go of the things that are hard. Or if you're not going to let them go, hold them up to the universe and actually just ask, what's the easy version? What's the downstream version? How can I work with you on this? And see what inspired action comes up. Okay. This... As everyone knows, who's in my membership program, these are the types of things that we are actively working on. I'm so excited because we had our first Divine Feminine class over in the breathing space in October. We're going to be having them monthly. Uh, I have a beautiful mentor teacher, Holly Frick, coming in, and she's teaching those. We've also had breath work um, as another mentor teacher coming in, and we also have moon ceremonies. So I have enlisted some phenomenal mentor uh, powerful women to come in and offer tools 
to even enhance the program even more. So in case you didn't know, The Breathing Space is my membership program where you get energy healing every Sunday. As a group, I create a container of safety and security so that you can receive energy flow aligning you to your best self. Uh, we do meditations every Sunday as well. There's coaching hour where you can pop in and just say hi and ask any questions that you might have on Thursdays. There's also focuses on the Facebook group and resources. And now we have mentor classes. So if, uh, if you want to have support in your sense of flow, if you want to feel like you're not alone in navigating what's upstream, downstream, you can, people pop into the breathing space and go, okay, is this just hard or what is this? And we all are there supporting them with that. Actually, you can just go downstream. What's the downstream option? So consider joining the breathing space. Um, the link is going to be either down here on, in the link of the podcast, or you can also just check it out at spirituallyawareparenting.com. By all means, if you have any questions, you can always email me or simply go onto my social media, Spiritually Aware Parenting, and drop me a message. All right. Love and light, everyone. And I wish you a beautiful week, which is very downstream.